listening to For the Lore, the podcast that delves into the craft of our favorite games, whether lore, gameplay, or even game design. Joining Roger from WoW Dogs, and For the Lore is Joe, writer for World of Maticus, and Enrique of Spooncraft. Hello and welcome to For the Lore. This is Roger coming to you on Monday, the 12th of October. And for my Canadian brethren, happy Thanksgiving. I myself am full of turkey and wine and having a grand old time so long as these fucks keep me awake. And by these fucks, I am, of course, referring to Joe from World of Maticus as well as um, Way of the Totem. And I've got Enrique back as well from Spooncraft.com. Welcome back, boys. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing mag-fucking-nificent tonight. And I am doing fantastic as well. So we'll we'll touch on we'll let Rick vent for a little bit because obviously I got a lot of venting in last week. For anybody who listened, it was obvious there was a lot of venting there, and it felt good at the end. And I think Rick needs a little bit of venting right now because of the new house. So how's that been going? You know, it's it's been going good. There's not much that I that I can expect. I'll, I'll keep my ranting and my venting very short because you people don't want to hear about this crap. Um, I just want to do like a public service announcement because this isn't, you know, a home (laughs) improvement thing. Here's a public service announcement. If you look on your ceiling and you see a bunch of little bullshit glow-in-the-dark stars stuck up there somewhere around the 500,000 count, if you plan on leaving that home, you take that shit down. Okay? Okay, was that all of it, or did you you got more for us? I got, I got actually, I got three, so I got two more. And the second order of business: if your children have to hang shit on the wall, and they just put a thousand little nails with all the holes in the wall, putting ten layers of freaking lead paint is not the proper procedure for filling those holes up. All right, that's what Juice- gum is for. Dude, you will not believe this place. I'm sitting there for the past three hours in like 200 degree weather sweltering because the AC doesn't work in, you know, the fall of Miami, Florida, which is, you know, goddamn hell. And I'm sitting there with a stupid cup of spackle and a little spatula in one hand and I'm filling the little fucking holes up, and you know, and it's just, that's just one wall. That was just one wall. There's still two See, more walls. To when me. we moved, all I did is I bought a whole bunch of Play-Doh and I gave it to the kids and I said, go nuts, fill the holes. You just buy the the one that matches your paint. There you go. Problem solved. And the final thing I'm going to say, the final one, and you can see my Twitter and you get the picture of this one. They don't do it justice. If you drop shit underneath your kitchen appliances or something spills and it just starts pouring in between the crack where the counter and the stove meet before you move out. Remove the stove and clean that shit up. I mean, really, there was the equivalent of human feces, just like 10 pounds of crap and grime behind this freaking stove. I don't know how you people can eat, let alone... Well, you're not cooking the food in behind the stove. And if you are, it's serious questions. Look, it breeds disease. It's just horrible. It's it's like fucking. That's a okay. The brand new the brand new strain of of syphilids gonorrhea syphilids came from behind my fucking stove. Right, that's exactly where it came from. 
All they had to buy was a couple of rodents and let them loose back there. You know, the fat kind that oh, live yeah, at McDonald's yeah. all the time and then let them loose back there so that they'd chew up all that grease. Yeah, they would have eaten the grease. They would have killed the roaches. They would have eaten the little princess tiara and all the toy cars and the crayons and the knife and the fork and the half bag of rice that I found behind there. Oh, just, God. Just for starters. Sweet, sweet. All right. Well, all right, if, you're, if you're done I, your rant... I'm we'll move. I feel better now. Well, that's good. That's good because you you need to get it out. Because if you, you don't, know, this it, is like fiber. Yeah, this is like fiber it, for the soul. Gotta let it all out. There you go. Now I don't know if Joe's got too much to bitch about himself, other than the 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 what was it? The, the mullet haircut was all that I've heard that was interesting for the past little Yo, while on awesome. on Twitter. Oh god! And I'm as everybody else said. Shit like that happens. You can't take yourself too seriously. You have an iPhone. You take a fucking picture because we need to see this shit. Yes. I took a picture of my bald head when I shaved it. You need to take a picture of that mullet. Uh, the problem is, is I, I immediately went back to the chair of the woman that cut my hair and said, fix it, fix it now. Did, that didn't last more than maybe three minutes. And I didn't let anybody take a picture. <laughs> That yeah, that's sad. That's sad. You got to be able to laugh at yourself, and mullet time is the perfect time to laugh. I got to say, if mullet, if mullet time's anything like bullet time, maybe. Uh, I'm kind of looking. I'm kind of looking at Joe's little Twitter icon, which is him looking to the side with his hair up and a little mustache. I'm thinking, man, how funny would that be? I can picture it. I, I, in fact, I've been wanting to Photoshop that avatar since he said that. I just haven't had the time. The the best way I can put it is, you guys are familiar with Mr. Show It All. Do you know who Ronnie Dobbs is? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I look like. <laughs> All I needed was the t-shirt that said, I'm with stupid pointing down, and it would have been Ronnie Dobbs. <sighs> All right, moving on from there. In terms of myself, there hasn't been too, too much going on, except for the big news is for myself that, again, anybody that follows me on Twitter knows that I have decided to put the old dog down and Wow Dogs is no more. I actually recorded the last episode yesterday, and it's not a long one, it's just a brief explanation of why I decided to, to stop the show. And it was kind of interesting doing that last one, knowing that it's the last one, because I have had a lot of fun with it. Um, it's it's too bad that I'm not doing it anymore. However, the decision was that I'm having a lot more fun with For the Lore. Also, with For the Lore, we discuss a lot of games, not just WoW. And seeing that my playtime with WoW has greatly fluctuated as well, I think it's kind of hypocritical hypocritical of me to do a WoW-centric podcast and really not be playing that much anymore. And then, again, like I mentioned, ever since the we had the issues with our child, I found it really hard to bounce back into WoW Dogs, and I found it hard even to bounce back into to WoW. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's true. And so it kind of took something brand new to take my mind off of everything, and that's what I found with this. And again, I've said it before, I find that my sarcasm is much <laughs> of much better use when I can bounce it off of people, and I've been having a lot more fun with you guys. So the, the WoW Dogs is no more. I'm going to be putting up that last episode shortly. Um, however, the... Um, the, the, the good news on that, however, is that we did decide that we're going to be making For the Lore a weekly podcast now. So that's something that will allow us to cover more topics without crowding it all into a two-hour episode, which is fairly important because there's a lot of things that we can talk about because we each do a lot of of various gaming, not just WoW, not just Ion. So it's going to allow us to do a lot more. So that's, I think, fairly fairly important and it's going to be fun to be doing this again on a weekly basis i i agree 
Yeah. I'm looking forward to it too. So, yeah. Other than that, I got my 360 back. That's kind of cool. Bastard Microsoft. I got absolutely no use for them, but at least the 360 works, so that's fine. And I also scored a trial license for Champions Online, courtesy of, and I'm going to butcher the name. I'm sorry, man, but it's Khaled from Twitter. Khaled, Khaled, however the hell you pronounce it. Fucking nice guy. And he scored me a, a trial license. So I haven't, I actually installed... Uh, the game, but I didn't, I knew I'd going to be busy for the next little while. So I didn't actually apply the key. Cause I want to make sure that I save those 10 days. Cause I'm assuming it's 10 days, not 10 play days kind of thing. Right. So, but I do have it on. I'm, I'm waiting for the right time. And then, cause I know I'm going to need the day just for the character creation screen. It's, <laughs> it's going to take me that long just for that. Even though I know that in 10 days is going to be gone. It's going to take me that long just to dick around with every, all the options from what I've seen. Oh yes, you're gonna you're gonna get consumed pretty easily by that character creation. So, but I am looking forward to it. I've, I, Joe, obviously, you've been speaking very highly of it, um, and there's been some new news about it as well that's been coming out in terms of what's coming, what's going to be coming forward from them as well. That is correct. We have a uh, new a new content being released October 27th, which makes me very excited. Yeah. How far did have you gotten into it so far? Uh, honestly, I'm get to about level 15 or so, and then I went and created a new character and started over again. <laughs> because you screwed up on the first one, or you just want to no, try because, something different? Because I'm an altaholic. I always have been. I always will be. Fair enough. Fair enough. But it is actually... Well, what's the max character level on that one? Uh, Christ, I don't even freaking remember. Okay. So, obviously, you've got a while to go, though. You, how far oh, yeah. are you done in terms of, like, quest progression? How far do you figure you're in? I just completed uh, completed out Canada, so which is one of the zones, which is nice. I uh, just completed that entire quest line, getting about ready to move on from there. Did you say Canada? Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize it was based on real world places. Uh, well, the the main city, Millennium City, um, is basically Detroit after a cataclysm uh, destroyed the entire city, and it's been rebuilt to be this the city of the future. It takes place in current day, which any good comic book does because it's it's identifi- identifiable landmarks. So yeah, there's um, there's places out in uh, like the Mojave Desert. There's places out in like uh, in one of the main the second areas is Canada. <laughs> I mean, it is the frozen north of Canada. And and what are the quests like? How fast you can chug a couple of beers and shoot a deer? Like what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, like ice demons and you know uh, zombies and stuff rising from the frozen waste. You know what happens after a hockey riot? Yeah, right. Canada sucks. Great. Let's play on those stereotypes. I can't wait to try this. All right, moving (laughs) on from there, we're gonna hit the breaking news with Enrique. What do you got for us? Um, actually, we have a couple of things in the breaking news. First and foremost, a new writer for the WoW movie has come forth. It's been announced by Sam Raimi. Uh, Robert Rodat, who also did the screenplay for Saving Private Ryan and The Patriot and a couple other movies and whatnot. So we have him doing the screenplay for the WoW movie, which is, you know, that's good. Um, what else is in the breaking news? Uncharted's coming out. Uncharted oh, came out, right? Uh-huh. No, right. it's out this uh, week. Un- this week, that's right. Uncharted like, is this week. Tomorrow. Brew Legend is this week. Tomorrow, ooh, Brutal Legend and uh, Uncharted are being released on the same day. Is that yep. correct? Yeah, they're both this ooh. week. Yep. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, anyway, continuing on, we also have new totems. I've already been skinned. Uh, they've been textured, and they're going to be put into this next patch that's coming out. So for all you lore freaks who are out there wondering why, you know, your troll and your orc shaman have the same totem, yeah, you won't have it anymore. Yay. 
the dwarf ones are not going to be out yet. They're done, but they're just not going to be implemented probably until Cataclysm, so expect to not see them until 2011. Um, Aeon actually shut down – the people at Aeon NCSoft uh, closed character creation for a whole bunch of servers that were just high population. And ever since they did that, there has not been a single queue whatsoever for almost any server at all, regardless. Um, it's just – it's been kind of crazy. And then in that – I believe it was that exact same night, like a bat out of hell when everybody was asleep. They went and they just banned thousands and thousands of accounts. Um, a couple of people actually tried to log in the next day, and they found out they couldn't log in, and it was because they were banned because apparently they got reported enough times that they were – doing something to break the user agreement and they're gone. Yeah, but it's not just that. There were a lot of people that weren't doing anything wrong that got banned. So yeah, there's yes. no queues right now, but <laughs> how many people did they ban that they should not have banned? Of course, there's not going to be a queue. So, I mean, you're still bouncing in and literally the first couple of minutes of every game session starts with doing block block this user block this one block 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 and that's all you do for several minutes yep, yep. and so don't tell me that they've resolved the problem because part of the problem Ooh. was to resolve the i'm not saying you did but i'm saying nc soft like mm -hmm. they they certainly didn't resolve the the spamming or the the gold sellers or the the um the bots because you're still getting tons of that yeah there's no queue but there's a lot of damn fine gamers out there that got their accounts banned for no reason whatsoever so like i keep logging in and hoping that i'm gonna get through because there is actually a possibility that my ass will get banned for no fucking reason so i have very very little faith in them right now based on this and there lies my point see why well, you gotta like freaking like you gotta say everything i'm about to say just before i say <laughs> it there were a lot of people, like you said, that were banned and, you know, they didn't do anything wrong whatsoever. They just kind of woke up the next day and figured, I'm going to log in. I'm going to play. Hey, look, there's no, where's my account? Why am I blocked? And yeah, it's, I'm kind of happy that they're, they're being proactive. It's like, you know, you, you give a kid a task to do and he does it wrong and you're like, A for effort, buddy. But, you know, there's no corners in a circle. You, you did it wrong. So I'm thinking that's what NCSoft did. Um, they are announcing they're going to bring in 24-hour 70-day GM support very soon, barring a Blizzard term. Uh, no idea when that's going to happen, but hopefully soon. Well, here's the... Here's the thing with that, too. Sorry to cut you off there. But oh, no, they announced this ban, and it was literally right before a weekend, and we know there's no NCSoft support on the weekends. Yay. Now that was thinking smart boys. Now that you have up until now, but really that was such poor customer support, bad customer service. Like again, you have the people that this has been shit now for several weeks and yet people mm -hmm. are still, we're still going to give you a shot. Okay. <laughs> because there's, there's potential here for the game. We're going to give you a shot. We're going to stick with this. And yet they get slapped in the dick hard and, and have their accounts banned right before the weekend. And then nothing can be done over the weekend. So they're, they keep shooting themselves in the foot. See, that's the thing that kind of makes me laugh. It's like, you guys have a really good game. You have it entertaining with enough hooks in it, and it's got the whole addictiveness to it. I mean, you have the makings of a very successful MMO, if not just something that will bridge the gap for at least a good you know, two years of a strong life before it falls to a very niche place. But they keep fucking up the execution so horribly. You know, it's like we got this great game and our servers never work. And hey, look, we got the servers to work, but we're banning half of you motherfuckers. And now we're covered with, you know, bots and spam and whatnot. So it's just they 
their heart's in the right place. They have a lot of good on them, but they just can't seem to get it to work. They can't make it go. It's a little frustrating. Um, just to, to move on to that and end on a positive note, um, while the last little bit of news that I have off the top of my head is they are starting to do something with lore, actually, kind of the whole purpose of this podcast. Um, they have made a new web page for lore-driven bios of the characters, main characters, main players in their next major raid content, obviously the Ice Crown raid, in addition to all the Ice Crown previews that they've released, you know, dropping names of big bosses and encounters and junk. They also did a very extensive bio on Sylvanas and Jaina, respectively, which are most likely I'm about 99.9% sure now that those are the two NPCs, major lore characters that will be involved in the final Arthas fight, depending if you're Horde or if you're Alliance. I'll, I'll be talking about that later. Don't worry. Oh no, it's okay. I'm just I'm just saying that they did the bios, which is cool, you know, because it's nice for them to actually realize that we want to make it all encompassing. You know, they they should they should have done that before. At least now they're doing it. You know, so that's it. I'm done with the with the breaking news for now. You can. Okay. Cool. No, that's fine. Um, there, yeah, we're going to touch on a little bit more of that with uh, both the WoW and the Ion. Um, before we do, though, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, just to switch over to actual consoles right now, because we mentioned the Uncharted 2 is going to be coming out this week. I I don't know if, Joe, if you got a chance to download the multiplayer demo that was out. Not yet. I haven't really had much time to sit down at the console. Well, I actually downloaded one of the reasons that I wanted to download it was not to actually give a shot and see how the multiplayer was, which I know is not part of, doesn't fit into the theme of the podcast and whatnot. However, I wanted to see it in terms of get a feel for the environments and just how good the graphics were on it kind of thing. And I was fairly impressed. Now, that being said, I didn't, the way Naughty Dog talks, again, with the using 100% of the system, you would expect it to look a damn sight better than it does. It it does look very good. And maybe I'm just spoiled because Uncharted, the first one, looked phenomenal as well. And I've, I, I know for a fact because I've actually been playing the first one, wanting to finish it before the second one comes out. And I literally just finished the first one finally yesterday, which it was a... It was, it was well done, a little frustrating in terms of the execution, and I hope they're going to fix some of the gameplay with the second one, but it still played very well. And the multiplayer, it does look fantastic. The multiplayer I found to be actually a lot of fun. It works really, really well. It's uh, um, The graphics are phenomenal. Phenomenal. The, um, the targeting and everything is very well done, very fluid. If you've Again, if you enjoyed Uncharted, if you enjoyed the feel of it, then you're going to like the multiplayer. And I like the Tibetan setting with all the the various colors and the, the landscapes and and everything else. They they did a really good good job. So I I can't wait to to pick up the Uncharted two tomorrow. I'm really really looking forward to it. I don't know if it's on your your list of must buys or will be buying, Joe. Uh, it's one of the ones that are on my list that I might reinstate GameFly for to play. Yeah. So no. sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know about purchasing it. I'm very stingy when it comes to buying games, but it's it's, it's definitely looking interesting. Yeah, the only reason for me to, to buy it is that I know that I'll have fun with it and I'll play it for a while, and I know as well that I'll be... I'll, I will play the multiplayer as well, uh, my youngest, because he's been enjoying the multiplayer on that one as well. So moving on from there, we will get back on to the WoW news as well now, which, Joe, you've got a whole whack load to go over. I do indeed. Biggest news this time in WoW is going to be the PTR test of patch 3.3. Uh, big changes coming for pretty much everybody, but the biggest topic, the, the, the buzzword at 
what's rolling off of everybody's tongue is the new raid and dungeon content. Ice Crown Citadel is going live in 3.3. Right now on the PTR, you're going to see Forge of Souls and the Pit of Saron, which are two of the new five-player dungeons. The third one uh, is going to be Arthas's, essentially his private quarters. We haven't seen that yet. They haven't released it. They said that we're going to see it later, but I'm not certain about that. That might be something they hold off on until actual release. Um, this is kind of important because, like, like, like Rick already talked about a little bit here, very lore-centric now, and Ice Crown Citadel is the lore center for this entire expansion. So we're getting to go forth into the, the Forge of Souls and the Pit of Saron and see what's happening behind the scenes as we're trying to break in as a surgical strike force and try to cut out the heart of the evil Arthas himself. Uh, that's first on the list. Um, second on the list is going to be new uh, the new Totem Art. Now, Rick already touched on this a little bit. New Totem Art is available for orcs and trolls, and they actually look really good. Uh, the orcs have their nice little metal axe heads, and the, the trolls have their little fetishes. Um, and this is going to be a moment of rage for me, and I apologize in advance. Uh, the fucking dwarf totems. They released them. They showed us what they are. Why the fuck is my goddamn totem a hammer? They suck. I, really? They, they just suck. Really? They're, they're I'm, no, no, I, I'm sorry. It's a fucking hammer. I'm a goddamn <laughs> rune-slinging race. I live in a goddamn mountain, and my totem is a fucking hammer on a stick with, with feathers. griffin feathers. Now, the griffin feathers I'm okay with. I'm okay with the griffin feathers. Where the fuck's my runes? Okay, I'm sorry. I shouldn't feel like I'm Captain Hammer. I'm about to take my, my enemy back to the Hammer Cave and then beat them with my hammer. And yes, my hammer is my fucking totem. I'm sorry. Blizzard, you could do better. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Coming down from that, you're going to go ahead and you have uh, now new spell tweaks across the board. Um, all spells are being reworked for pretty much anything lower than level 20. All of them are getting uh, a little bit tweaked as far as what they do for spell cost, duration, things like that, which is cool. It means leveling is going to be a little bit easier, reduces downtime for the lower levels. Nice and dandy. Uh, another big thing is the tier 10 set bonuses have been revealed. Congratulations, uh, Druids. You finally get a set after all these years that doesn't suck. No dead birds on your head. No, oh, no, please. No please. trees on your shoulder. You you are you? Oh, like no way. No way. No way. I come on. You still look like a tree. There's bark on you and there's roots coming out of your head. What do you call that? Bullshit. Listen, you listen, look like listen, demon guys. With green eyes and fire. You look like a rogue. Suck listen. it up, take it and love it. Oh, no, no way, man. I hate that. I saw the set and I was I actually posted about it as well. I am so tired of Blizzard taking the easy route with druids and making them all trees or moose antlers or some stupid thing like that show a little imagination the you still got bark all over you the the wood themed thing and then you've got the roots coming out of your head and then i mean look at the rogue set which is just so fucked up it's amazing <laughs> the gimp looks, mask. okay oh yeah. my god yeah. but it's something at least original but i no i disagree i find the druid set to be so unoriginal i i'm pff, same as all the other ones disgusted with it well, if I just wanted to interject one thing, okay? This buddy of mine who writes on Spooncraft as well, uh, we call him Mascot, he coined it perfectly. He says, nothing says epic like an outfit made by vegan terrorists. That is hands down exactly the Druid <laughs> Tier 10. There okay? you go. Aside from the gimp, 
you know, the, the one-eyed gimp mask, you know, with the S&M necklace and whatnot that whatever fucking rogues me running around in, that's, that is perfect explanation of the tier 10. <laughs> well, aside from the, the, the look that we will disagree on, um, the new set bonuses are out, and a lot of the set bonuses are really, really nice. Um, I'll be talking about that probably for the next week. Um, everybody's got really solid set bonuses for once. I haven't heard too many people complain too much about their set bonuses unless uh, Roger wants to chime in here. No, 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 keep going. <laughs> um, Rick did talk about the new character bios, which is actually a pretty big thing. Uh, they flesh out the character bios for Jaina and Sylvanas. Now, this is very important because in the Forge of Souls, the Pit of Saron, and the Personal Quarters of Arthas, these two are leading your assault, depending on what faction you're with. Um, Jaina has gotten an entire new body, a uh, new look, and actually looks really, really good as far as the model goes, the poly count and everything else. It's the, um, it's the, it's the bedroom eyes, right? The do, and they're doing it for you? It is. It really is. Those, those saucer eyes, <laughs> the, they, they really draw me right in. Yeah, like a pig's. <laughs> well, we all know what she's been doing busy in Dalaran with the Archmages. That's all I have to say to that. But it, it's very important because these are two lore-centered characters to Arthas. Uh, I mean, one is before he became the Lich King. You have Jaina, who was his lover and best friend, uh, who definitely wants to save his soul. I'm sure she's going in there to see if there's anything left. And you have Sylvanas, who is now forced to be an undead uh, existing on the fringes of society, wants just peace and quiet for her and her own people, but can't have it because Arthas decided to, that she would make a great addition to his army and so killed her and raised her. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how these play into the greater theme of things, especially how this translates into the raid content. And that's going to be also interesting because you know Arthas lives. I mean, it's a spoiler in and of itself, but Arthas obviously lives in some capacity and moves on to the actual ice throne itself. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get to see how that all plays out. Uh, another big change that's been being talked about recently is how haste is now affecting dots in hots. Uh, previously, haste didn't only affected spells that were cast. Uh, it reduced your time when you were casting them. Now it's going to affect the time between ticks. So if you cast a dot, you cast a hot on a target, it's going to haste is going to have an effect on how quickly uh, that duration is applied. That's going to be pretty cool in and of itself. The emblem system is going to be reworked in 3.3. We're going to see the addition of frost emblems as well as all of the emblems are going to be triumph for everything else. It's kind of like how conquest badges are everything right now. So that's going to be uh, an easier way to gear everybody up and, and get ready for everything. Yes, yay, more emblems. I'm actually okay with this. Um, and a big Meh. lore, a big lore thing here too is going to be the creation of the Ashen Verdict. Uh, this is going to be Tyrion Fordring's uh, little band of miscreants combining with uh, uh, Darian and his little band of death knights uh, combining together for the common goal of taking down the Lich King. Now, you saw this happen previously with the Sunwell Peninsula, so it'll be interesting to see how those two factions start working together and, and try to work towards a common goal. Uh, as far as that goes, there's tons of tweaks for every single class coming out, so if you haven't had a chance to go see it, be sure to drop by worldofwarcraft.com slash patch notes slash test realm patch notes. And that's pretty much all that's going on right now in WoW News. That's that's quite a bit. <laughs> How much have you been on the the PTR? Uh, actually, quite a bit. I've been. I have my own little hidden character on there. I've been farting around and I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Right, uh, and they they actually have the dungeons up right now, up until the the last ones, right? They have the the first two five man dungeons available right now. The uh, the souls, uh, the forge of souls, and the pit of Saron. And have you done them yet? I have not had a chance to do them yet just due to time constraints, but that'll be my uh, my, my goal this weekend. Cool. 
Cool. Okay, yeah. I actually was considering doing a character copy, and then I thought, ah, I'll just wait, because frankly, for me, it's not a huge rush right now anyways. I have been popping in a little bit more, but still, my main time sink has been Ion for the, the last little bit anyways. Um, so with that, we are going to move into the Ion news now, which you're actually going to be able to contribute a little bit of bitching as well, because you've been playing as well now. <laughs> I have and I can. All right. Although okay. you really can't do too much bitching because by the sound of it, you haven't been experiencing the clusterfuck that we got to experience. No, this is true. I haven't. I, I got to come in after some of the clusterfuck was uh, was taken care of, but I can still talk about the spammers and everything else because I still have those issues. Oh, damn right. Now, see, a lot has happened in the last couple of weeks since the last podcast, which was quite heated. Let's be honest. There was a lot of bitching that had to be done. The thing is, is that there still is, there still are a lot of issues right now, which we are still um, coming up against. Now, the goal spammers and the bots are certainly one of the big ones right now. And anybody who's playing, unless you are completely turning off your chat and your whispers, you're, you're spending literally several minutes at the beginning of each gaming session blocking everybody. Now, on top of that, and because of that, they went ahead with their ban, which you were talking about earlier, Rick, and how a lot of people got banned there, including people who had absolutely nothing to do with any kind of... Um, Activities that would break the contract or the the uh, the terms of agreements and whatnot. So there's yeah. again, there's still a lot going on now, and the thing is too is that they're 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 doing different things, such as the closing off character creation on certain servers to try to rebalance the population, um, which again leads you to wonder just how much room for growth there is right now. I don't know if they're expecting that they're going to be losing a lot of people or if they're actually planning ahead because if they're feeling the need to have to close down certain servers to rebalance everything, how much room for growth are there on their silver, on those servers? Well, you know, as far as how much room there is uh, for growth, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I, I really have no idea. It seems that they're trying to band-aid the primary problem that people were having. We're all, all we were doing last week was complaining about how long the queues were. So they said, okay, we're going to lock down the server so that you cannot create on here anymore. And then once the other ones start to fill up more, we maybe raise capacity, whatever. Um I know, at least I know for the European players, they have 10 times more population issues than we do here. But that's probably one of the biggest reasons that they, they locked down the server was just to end you know, the whole queue issue. How much room it is for growth, that's up to them. Because you can just throw a lot more hardware at the problem, and you'll be able to remedy a lot of the issues you have for growth on a server. Looking on, um, on Asphalt, on the original server we were on, that thing is freaking packed. Even if it being locked down, it's still a very, very packed, very much alive and thriving server. Yeah, it has a lot of bots on it. So does every other server. But, you know, compared to last week with the amount of spamming that I was receiving you know, prior to the weekend and then now after they did do the massive bannings, um, I've, I've still seen it. You still see it there, but it's not as much. If you'll notice, if you'll ban, it's just the same couple of people over and over again. They also made it so that in your looking for group chat, which is you know the global channel, you can only enter a message once every 30 seconds. So that cuts out on a lot of the spam as well. So they're working on it. They really got to be very, very delicate with what they're doing, though, because like you said, they can really torpedo this game if they don't if they don't remedy it. As far as the bans, I'm pretty sure that was just taking, you know, a massive group of IPs that all look similar because that's a lot what gold, you know, gold sellers do is they'll, you know, they'll run bots and they'll have multiple different IPs that are almost sequential and they just ban a whole bunch of them. If people get lumped into that, well, 
you know, that's that's shitty on NCSoft's part. They should be doing a much they, they gotta find a better way to do it that isn't just so broad brushed. Yeah. No, right now I am <clears throat> pardon me. If if they had banned my account, even though we've had a couple of weeks of relatively good playing. I should say probably one week. Relatively good playing. Um, if they had banned mine, I think that I would have been at a point where I probably would have said reinstate it, but I'm going to lock it and I'm probably not going to play for months, if at all. So, and I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of people who are in the same position as me kind of thing, that 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 state of mind of, I've had it. If you can't get your shit together, then I'm not going to play it. I know we've read some of this on Twitter. A lot of people who have point blank given up on it already, and their free month isn't even up yet. Yeah, there's, it's, you know what, I, I got to go back to the whole... We're in the we're in the holiday season now. I mean, we were just talking a minute ago that Uncharted Two is coming out tomorrow. We got Brutal Legend coming out. We got Borderlands, which I'm very interested in, is coming out later on this uh, this month. That's going to take up my time. So I'm going to have all these great games. I mean, there's Modern Warfare Two. There's tons of different games out there, lore driven or otherwise, and they're all going to be competing for your time. Okay, all because people play MMOs does not necessarily mean that's all they ever play. So NCSoft has to be, like I was saying earlier, they got to be really, really careful what they do because they have a very good, very strong IP with Ion. And if they just keep fucking up the service, then they're going to have major competition issues around the holiday season. when People say, my free month is over. Why the hell am I paying for this if it's just going to be nothing but more downtime or, or more you know, bullcrap where I don't get to play the game? So let me just go... You know, try out one of these other 50 different games that are coming out that's, you know, satiate my needs as a gamer. Well, not just that, but go ahead, Joe. I think that's kind of important to note what he just said, though. Um, every MMO that comes out has that same problem of who's going to stay and who's going to go after that first 30 days. So you're probably not going to see much happen until that, that first 30-day period is gone because they really need to see who's going to stick around and who's actually going to be gone. A lot of people just cancel their accounts a couple days before their 30 days is up. And I have a feeling that we're going to see the most support out of them, just like every other game they've put out, after, as that 30 days is coming closer and closer and closer to a close. You know what I mean? Well, they're going to have to do something. Yeah, they're going to have to do something. They, they, I mean, they're going to have to show some sort of support. I mean, if Blizzard has a problem for a full day, they credit you a day. Now, questions have been posed to to Brian Knox about this, and as to whether or not they would be crediting people for the downtime and whatnot. And he's point blank said no many times that they're not crediting you for downtime and things like that. So when you're waiting in queue, which is not as bad now. But when you were waiting in queue and you didn't get to game for days, literally, they're not going to be crediting you crediting you so that you can have those free days. You can actually use them, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of like reading as well within the chat here. Um, it's like what Nasik said, basically when I think, you know, Ragnarok Online it was played or whatever, when, when it first came out, my tunes got wiped like three or four times. And that's kind of something that a lot of people... I would say that we have become spoiled, but not in a bad way, by Blizzard with the World of Warcraft. Because when they do a release or whatever, like you said, they credit you back when you have excessive downtime. They they try to just have – they throw as much personnel as possible to make the customer service during those clutch moments to be very, very strong and very reassuring. Because if the game is letting you down, the next thing on your list of what I'm going to look at for reassurance is going to be the customer service in the company. And if that's letting me down, then – well, shit, I can't play the game. The customer service is not, you know, making me want to stay with it. The next step is to find a different game, you know, because 
obviously you're a gamer, you're addicted, you have to do something with your night, so you go on to a different game. And there's a lot of other choices, plus choices that are going to be free as well. Like you're talking about Borderlands, which I am free. like, yeah. And I'm like, literally, I'm, I'm probably going to be pre-ordering it this week. And uh, Likewise? Yeah, on the for the PC. And so, and it's going to be something where I can bounce in and do something that is... Also, a brand new type of IP as well with the role-playing shooter kind of mentality, and which blends to loves of mine as well. I, I love a good first-person shooter and obviously the RPGs. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out too. And with the concept of being able to play, you know, as four and bounce in and play, I'm, I'm interested to try it out because it has almost a, a Diablo 2 sound to it where... You know, you and a couple of friends can bounce into a session and kind of bounce in and get your things. You all still have your same gear and your same everything. So it, it's, yeah. I, I really like the sound of that a lot. And if it has enough of a backstory as well, something to keep you going, then yeah, I'm all for that. Plus again, A, if it works, bonus. And then if on top of that it's free, which it will be, then yeah, I where am I going to be spending my time waiting and... In, in, in a screwed up environment like Ion currently is, which it still is screwed up or something fresh and new that hopefully will work. And that's only one option. There is, again, the Uncharted 2 as well. And pff, not to mention uh, Brutal Legend, a lot of other stuff that you can play. Exactly. I'm, I'm getting Borderlands as well for the PC. I'll probably end up pre-ordering it like on Thursday or whatnot after after payday. But um, I mean, the, the whole concept of the game, if I, I love... The, I love Gearbox. I love Gearbox and love 2K games. Those guys are hilarious. They remind me a lot of Blizzard, actually. And it's funny that you even mentioned the whole Diablo 2-esque of it because if you watch these developer interviews or even the little machinima things they make with their lead you know, creative developer, their, their writer basically voices this robot named Claptrap, and he's the main star character of the little machinima things. It's kind of like a joke, a joke reel. And... Um, it's just it's hilarious to watch and they say specifically yeah it's like Diablo 2 I like the fact in D2 that you can play single player but it sucked that your single player character does not translate over to your you know multiplayer character so they made it so you can play single player and then let's say you hit me up on Skype and say hey Rick do you want to join in and bam I join right in into your single player game now becomes a multiplayer game and you didn't have to start a new character everything totally carried over very 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 cool stuff and the lore of it seems very intriguing though I think it's I don't want I don't want to say it's an afterthought but it definitely isn't the main the main pull with that game though there is some lore there yeah what I'm finding is that it, there certainly is not a lot of lore a lot of backstory kind of thing it's it's gonna it's certainly not gonna hold you that long I'm what I would like to see is some sort of expansion kind of thing as they're doing with Champions Online where they keep inserting more things for you once you've beaten it. I'm hoping it doesn't just become a, again, a strictly first-person shooter because once you've done everything in it story-wise, quest-wise, well then what else is there to do except for bounce in and go shoot shit for gear? So I'm hoping it doesn't get to that point that they keep introducing new stuff, but I basically oh. I haven't heard Oh, I, I can almost guarantee you that they will add more content in the future. It's coming out across all the platforms. We got Xbox 360. We have the PS3 and the PC. This screams downloadable content. Just there's there's no way to go around it. They are going to have – they have to have. You know, they'd be stupid to not have downloadable content. If you have a platform like Steam on the PC using it as well as then, you know, the Xbox Live and then the PlayStation Network, I mean that right there – 
tons of expansion they can work on it and they can make a lot of microtransaction money on it off it that way you know instead of having to spend 60 bucks followed by and then an expansion you know i prefer that method than having to wait you know for more stuff later yeah as long as it's not just microtransactions to be able to buy better gear but rather that they do introduce Again, what I really care about is I want more quests. I want more zones. So if they're going to be doing the mm-hmm, same kind mm-hmm. of thing as what they're doing with Fallout 3 with the new content that's coming out periodically, I'm all for it. That's going to be, yeah, it will be fantastic. And then the PC version, especially if you've got a system that can run it, the PC version is going to actually look better than the console one. Plus, it's going to have features that aren't going to be in the consoles, such as the benchmarking app. And you're going to be able to also export any of your drops as JPEGs to kind of flaunt online so there's there's going to be some nice bonuses to get in the pc version very cool stuff man I'm, i cannot wait i'm waiting with bated breath for that one yeah now go, let's loop it back to ion just for a couple of minutes before we break and then heading into the the actual feature for ion where we'll, we'll discuss a little bit more in depth in terms of of questing and whatnot in terms of news for ion we also got the new servers now we did move over from asphel where actually joe is playing right now and the bastards got it made now <laughs> we go through all this trouble of starting from scratch again because some numbnuts can't pick the right server and then and we, we wait a few days and now it's fine. And now we had to start it on a new server. But the new server that we're on is, which is what I thought would happen. They introduced a new server and it's not, it's, it's, it's not empty, but it's, it's damn close to empty. And, um, and right now it's, it's, but there isn't a queue. So that's the bonus for us. So there's been a lot less bitching on my part simply because a lot of the problems that we would have had had we been on a full server, we haven't been experiencing on ours. Well, yeah, they see, I'm like even following in with the show notes. The next thing we were talking about was the whole respawn rate problems and whatnot, right? Um, on the server that we moved, it's kind of weird because I, I wanted to, to let you in on this last night, but last night I was online like late. I was online, you know, two o'clock in the morning and there were tons of people in pandemonium not anywhere near what was on asphalt previously because you know let's just let's be honest here you're taking a very high population server and then you go to a medium to low population server uh the cons there aren't thousands of people around you all the time so it kind of pulls away some of the epicness that we all liked about that you know i like being surrounded by so many other people and feeling like i'm in a populated world the pros is shit you know i don't have to wait three hours for the freaking mob to respawn because it's part of a quest that when you speak to this npc he then runs off somewhere you have to escort him and you're waiting in a freaking cluster of people and then you get that one guy who's just being a jerk and doesn't even complete the quest just keeps talking to the guy over and over to send him off on his little escort way so i mean you're not dealing with any of that which is good um but the, the, that respawn rate is actually quite a serious problem, though, because what's happening as well is it, if you happen to be in a spot where there are a lot of mobs that you have to kill and there are not nearly enough players because they're not banking, they're not they're not using a calculation based on how many people are actually playing to decide what the respawn rates are. So what's happening no, is that's that... No, right. Exactly. So you're stuck there, and you cannot solo this quest simply because by the time you've killed two mobs and are in a little bit into the zone wherever you're heading, you can't go forward and you can't go back because there's too many, and the ones behind you have already respawned. So I've come across it myself several times, and now my main that I've been playing has been the Cleric, which... 
is pretty damn hard oh, to kill. Yes. It's it's fantastic to play and very hard to kill. We're not killing shit quite as fast as other classes, but it's still a reasonable time frame and it's you survive. So I can survive with three guys pounding on me and I may at some point run away, but the fact is is that I can survive pretty well. But I can't survive if the guys I've already killed behind me are already on my ass again on top of who's in front so there's no progressing forward. And I feel that too. I mean, playing a cleric, I mean, myself, I absolutely love the class, but I mean, uh, just, just even the low level, low level quests around the, the level 11 to 13 mark, there's a quest where I have to go clear out uh, a certain number of mobs from a, a farm. And when, if there's not enough people to do it, I just get my ass chewed alive. And it's just because I kill one thing, I move on, I kill another, I turn around, it's back and eat in my face. And next thing I know, I have 13 mobs on me chasing me down, trying to destroy me. Yeah, that's one thing I notice is that you're either running into one or two polar extremes. You're either in an area that is so saturated without respawns that you're fighting and having very, very tough competition to get these quest mobs, or to go, you know, then then that's that. Then comes the negative part where you'll get a cutscene, and it'll be cool. You get a really, really rich you know quest text that comes up, and you don't have time to read it. Because the guy is going to be clicked on and then he's going to despawn immediately afterwards. Or because somebody's going to come and steal the mob as it is spawning because of your cutscene trigger. Or the complete opposite, like what you guys are experiencing. By the way, am I the only one that rolled a chanter? Because you guys are both the healing kind of priest and I'm the ass-kicking kind of priest. Yep, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, the the other you know problem and in the the black claw groups that I've been running in, which is like the first time you really have to do because you're running against elites and whatnot, is you take a couple steps forward, and the second you get there, everything that you killed has respawned behind you. So you can do, you you can end up just going around in circles and have kind of a hard time of that if you're not in a strong enough group. That just with you know one thing I've noticed as well is like what dictates a good group in, in ion is having whoever it is that's your tank has to be this you know pathfinding trailblazing badass because you can't necessarily stop you're going to get respawns on you within five minutes if not less there is one benefit to that though at least there's lots of things to kill for experience points Ah, true that, true that. Yeah, but you lose a lot of experience points every time you die. And every time you die, you're looking at a minimum couple, couple of thousand kina for the res and then to fly back or teleport to where you're supposed to be. So it's, I'd yeah. rather not be dying and have yeah. to pay. So it's, <laughs> it's I'll, I'll take my experience slowly, thank you very much. Now with that, we're going to take a short break and then we're going to come back. We're going to stay on Ion simply because, again, that is the big news for right now. And with the... With the fact that we've been playing a little bit more, we've gotten to play more uh, through a lot more of the quests and whatnot. And so we're going to share a little bit of what our favorites have been and, and, and what we have not liked and go from there. So we'll be back in a few minutes. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. My, 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 my. Smarty, go to a party. Girls are scantily clad, are showing body. A chick walks by, you wish she could sex her, but you're standing on the wall like you was Poindexter. Nothing in common with this trust. I'm like a minus, she's like a plus. One going up, one coming down, but we seem to land on common ground. If things go wrong, we make corrections to keep things moving in the right direction. Try to fight it, but I'm telling you, Jack, it's useless. Opposites attract. March, march, and I'm here to move you. Rhymes and prove you, and I'm here to prove to you that we can party on the Positive vibes, come along with the vibes. Now we're running. 
argue, parents just don't understand. Music hit me so hard, makes me say, oh my lord, thank you for blessing me. What am I to rap and do like this? It's the legend of Zelda, and it's really rad. Those creatures from Ghana are pretty bad. Octorox Tech Levers, too. But with your help, our hero pulls through. Yeah, go Link. Yeah, get Zelda. Awesome. And we're back. All right, we're going to touch on Ion again, like uh, we were previously, instead of touching on what's been new in terms of the uh, the game and what they've been clusterfucking up. We're going to actually talk about the gameplay now and the questing and what we've been seeing as we've been playing it for a little bit more now. Now, all three of us have been playing it, and we've been playing, ironically, all of us priests, although Joe and I have been doing the holier-than-thou clerics, whereas... Bitch. Yeah, you've been a chanter. You've got it easy, so don't bitch at me. Granted, hey. I am hoping that come end game, I'll have more group invites than you will, simply because people are going to need healers. However, Bingo. that being said, I I think because there's such a limitation in terms of how many classes you have at your disposal, I'm seeing a lot of healers out there, including a lot of clerics. What I'm wondering, however, is how many of them actually know how to heal? Now, that's not to sound holier than thou by any means, but the fact is, as I know, Joe, you're in the same boat as I am too, we prefer playing healers. So I know how to heal. I understand the mechanics of healing based on not just WoW, but a variety of games because that's always been my preference. So I have that that background, whereas a lot of people now with, with Ion, I'm, I've, hell, I've been talking to people in random groups that have never played another MMO in their life. So you got to wonder wonder what their healing is going to be like at clutch time kind of thing you know and that's that's interesting to me too because you're you're, you're mentioning that you're seeing a lot of clerics and i'm seeing that too and that's so different than some of the other games like in champions online there, there's healing classes but there's like this anti-healer mentality they don't want healers they don't want groups they don't want people that heal and like i'm running around in ion and i'm seeing like maybe out of every 10 people four of them are clerics Oh, yeah. I'm seeing a lot. In fact, I'll go you one further. I'm seeing more clerics than I am chanters, even though I know for a fact that chanters are fantastically powerful. Like they're, They are a very good solo class, plus in terms of their DPS and their buffs endgame, they do bring a lot to a group as well. But they obviously can't be main healers. But I would have expected that you'd see more chanters than you do clerics. You know, you guys are almost completely right. There actually are more clerics than chanters. I just I'm right now, okay, I'm looking at Asfeld, the the our original server where uh, where Joe is right now. Actually, if you look at both races combined, um, 13% of all the players on that server are clerics. Only 10% are chanters. The highest is actually gladiators. You got 16% of them want to be the warrior, physical DPS, off tank kind of class. But see, that's the thing too. Whereas, again, we talked about this before, how Ion does a, a good thing in terms of their class mechanics so that you know that if you need a tank, you're going to a Templar. If you need a healer, you're getting a cleric. It's that simple. So for the two healing... Um, subclasses from the priest more people are choosing the pure healer whereas for the two subclasses for the tank more are choosing the gladiator than the templar i see very very few templars anywhere but gladiators you can't spit without hitting one this is kind of true i think you know what it is it might just be that the gladiator is one of the few classes that can do aoe damage but is a 
but it's a, a melee DPSer, so they're not fragile. They they have the HP of a tank, if not slightly less. They have the plate armor, great mitigation, and they do just they have big two-handed weapons as their primary. You know, their niche is using a big pole axe, pole arm spear, you know, two-handed sword, whatever. That's that's their bit. So they do a lot of this big sweeping damage. Can kill multiple things at a time. They can kill better than a Templar can, but they can't tank as good as a Templar. In a game such as Ion, there's a lot more PvP than PVE supposedly. So I don't know, man. I think gladiators are just gonna win out almost always. See, the thing too but, is that we're sorry to cut you off there, Joe. <laughs> the thing is, is okay. we're basing a lot of what we're saying based on what we're also seeing right now, which is for me. I'm still under 20. My tune just turned 17 uh, yesterday or to this morning. I can't remember. And I know that Joe, yours is still under 20 as well, correct? Correct. I'm just about to hit 13 later tonight. Yeah, so we're seeing a lot of the things based on that low level. We're in a lot of people chose a subclass and then they they may regret that choice but they may stay just try to stick with it for at least you know 10 levels to to give it a shot and then may decide just to, to junk it later on so that's something that we're we may see later on especially once the game has been out for quite a bit longer where we will finally see that shift to more dps classes being played because you're really not seeing a lot i'm, I'm very surprised at the amount of spirit masters i see but yet i see very few sorcerers so, again, there's a lot of things that I think we're going to, we have to give some time for the, the game to, 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 to be around and for people to experiment for those with the subclasses before we can actually decide whether or not there will be that many of that class later on. And I tend to agree with that because, I mean, it takes <coughs> time for things to settle Excuse in and also, that's okay. It also takes time for uh, the game itself to fix balance issues or fix spawn rates so that people can level. Sam made a good point in the chat here. Leveling a Templar is fucking hard uh, until you hit about the 20-ish mark. When you hit the 20-ish mark, Templar can, can really start doing its business. But before that, it's like, it's a chore. I mean, you don't kill yeah. things. And yeah. so a lot of people aren't sticking with it. But when they start tuning, um, when they start tuning the spawn rates and, and, and mob damage and things like that to a more stable server, to a more even population distribution between zones and the game, you may see more Templars come out, more Sorcerers come out because they don't have to worry about being a glass cannon anymore. They don't have to worry about not being able to kill the shit and pulling 40 things before they kill one. So I, I think we do, I agree. We have to give it time to settle in. Well, that right there is the whole thing. I mean, I've I've played a Templar up to 24 in the beta, and the class, just like all the other classes, but there are some that suffer from it more. I mean, every single class truly starts to open up at 22. At 30, they are extremely potent in their role, but a Templar and a Sorcerer, for example, just the two that were mentioned, Sorcerers run out of mana every single fight it's like the downtime in between fights is fucking ridiculous because you just you have no mana conservation you only start to get that when you hit 20 when you hit 22 and one and you start getting the skills that allow you to do the damage you want to do that's huge still be a glass cannon obviously but you're not running out of you know running out of mana constantly templars really only open up damage wise you know in their 20s so a lot of people are probably just going to drop it. They're going to be okay. I ascended like the ranger, like uh, what Roger was saying earlier. He plays, you yeah. know, he got his assassin up to Jesus. Yeah, you got your scout <laughs> to the ranger. You're doing all this badass shit as a scout. I'm like, oh cool, I'm gonna be a ranger. And then, wow, 
my bow hits for shit. I only have two shots, and I got to do this for six more levels? See, oh. and I, again, going back, and, and Sammy did have a good point as well. Like he said, with, with the Templar being a pain in the ass to level. I've got my Templar, which I would be playing a little bit more of if we weren't server hopping. But um, the uh, the Templar is uh, level what 14 or so and it is a pain in the ass but i don't mind it's it's a little bit slower but i don't mind but certainly it is more of a pain in the ass than some of the other classes are to play but i was willing to give it a shot and keep progressing and keep progressing with it so it is something where again i i think that a lot of classes and and fuck, the ranger sure as hell fits that bill i was expecting yeah. a lot more from the ranger than what i get and I think that they're having a problem, much like WoW has as well, in terms of being able to balance the PvE and the PvP. It's all well and good to, to call it a PvPe game, you know, PV whatever, PvEvP whatever. But the fact is, is that you still have to be able to balance that all between all of the classes. And I don't think that you have that that balance. It's something that that WoW that Blizzard works on all the time with their classes and i'm hoping we're going to see some of that with ncsoft as well because it's 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 a pain in the ass like i chose the ranger expecting so much more you're supposed to be a dps class well it takes for fucking ever to be able to kill a mob and then you literally have to sit down and heal after every single fight so it's really that the, the progress is just as slow as playing a sorcerer well, you remember when WoW first came out and everybody was a rogue because yeah. it was just yeah, it's the well, same. Well, they were kind of overpowered situation. though at the time, so it's, yeah, it's you want to play. Of, it's very similar in that situation that with Isle, where everybody is picking the path of least resistance. A ranger, once you break that like level sixteen, you get more shots and you and you you master how to kite. Rangers are quite possibly like neck and neck with sorcerers for the highest damage output for the highest survivability i mean they are just like take a look at some of the videos on youtube or, or watch a couple of them but it is fucking insane the amount of damage that they can deal both pve wise and versus other players just flat out and they can still survive they can still escape like a sorcerer can just run in drop somebody in a few seconds and then bail you know, and it's just it's insane. But um, the first couple of levels, man, like you said, it's it's you're taking long breaks in between. Ultimately, you know, I would play if I ever if I could tolerate the scout, you know, archetype. If I could tolerate playing an assassin or, you know, particularly a ranger, um, I would not even use my ranged weapon at all. I wouldn't use my bow or any of my shots or anything until I was at least um like level 16 and i got what i needed you can't that's the thing honestly like i when i was playing her to level her up i would get a few shots in just to pull basically and just whatever i could until they were within range and then immediately switching weapons and so i'm right back to doing what i was as a scout anyways i'm hitting with my my my, my swords my daggers well that's it goes against again if you're going to set a class up where in at the the level 10 they take this dramatic shift in terms of the type of play they're going to be from then on then give them the tools to do that with and with some of the class classes they have not like with the templar i found it took a couple of levels before you got your true tanking abilities and to hold aggro 
but they do show up. And with the um, the cleric, you get some pretty powerful spells for healing spells, which are very handy. Although I only just got the most powerful one, I think, at 13, I believe. Or was it, it might have been 16. But with the ranger, like, really, it, you're still hitting with your swords all the time um case in point i was actually leveling with a level 18 ranger the other day and we were grouping up and i had at the time my my cleric was 15 and he was 18 and he was doing almost all of his damage with his daggers well you're not playing a ranger at that point then at least not the stereotype of what a ranger is supposed to be with the the range class which is kind of funny because there's a lot of a lot of games that have that that ranged DPS archetype have that problem in the early levels. Um, Lord of the Rings Online was one of those, which I'll talk about next week. Um, your ranger class, you get your shots in maybe two, three if you're lucky, and then they're right on you, and you have to use your swords. You don't have another choice. And because you lack the the sheer brawn or brute force of some of the, the melee classes and, and some of the survivability, you find yourself a little bit of way to lick your wounds because, well, you don't really have another choice. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's, again, it's not just in terms of the... Um it, it's it's very much about how you're going to be able to sell, solo because for those early levels you're not grouping up. I mean you're you're spending most of your time soloing, and I've seen very few people actually grouping up. Um, now I actually I don't know if you've had a chance to play around with the healing quite a bit, Joe, in terms of playing in a group and doing a lot of healing and what you think of it. Uh, I've gotten to group up with a couple people for some of the quests, um, particularly the ones with the, the super ridiculous spawn rates and high density of mobs. Um, and I did. I did get to play with the healing a little bit. Pretty much I solicited somebody to go and just do all the damage, and I would keep them alive. Uh, and it's it's interesting. I find, I find it's very intuitive. It's a very intuitive healing system. Um, I also like that the, the mana cost per heal or, or heal per mana whatever you want to call it is really insane right now you, you get a lot of healing for very low mana which is one of the reasons why clerics are, are awesome solars why you can't kill them um but it's great for groups like that because we were just able to steamroll from 10 to 13 essentially uh me and this group of two guys and just there was no downtime yeah i actually had a lot of fun healing um i i do like the mechanics of the class as well and it's almost as if you can do because it's only the one cleric, the one healing class, really, you can do a lot. So you you got your heals over time. You've got your big heals. You've got your dispel everything, which, God, I love that spell. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot. You have a fairly huge arsenal in terms of what you can do. And then if you've got enough DP, you've got your 50... 50 percent everything right back at you so you can keep healing forever like i i haven't had too many chances but i have had several times now that i've been healing especially one with that ranger who you really got to heal a ranger when they're going toe to toe and they're a leather class you got to be doing a lot of healing and it was a blast it really is a fun class to play i'm I'm quite happy with it yeah i'm 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 pleased with it too. I really, really am. And like you said, the the Deva power, um, that fifty percent, good lord! And you in a group, you get that back so fast. You get that two thousand points so quick before you even know it that you just you just keep steamrolling. You just keep going. Yeah, that's one thing. So you guys are having. I, I hate to just jump in, but you guys are having that speed thing with with the cleric. Like you guys just you find yourselves blazing through, you know, the mobs like zero downtime as a cleric. 
I have zero downtime as a cleric after I kill them, but I'm talking specifically about being in a group. Um, oh, okay, okay. No, I was just because I was thinking in my head like that's exactly what a chanter is. Only instead of specializing in healing, we just specialize in buffs. So we can bring ourselves up to the point of you know a melee DPS, pure melee DPS class, and then there's no downtime because when something's dead, I push you know uh, my my healing button twice and I'm fully healed or once and I'm fully healed and just move on and yeah we do specialize in, in kicking ass our DP move is I think the best in the entire game it's uh it increases your physical attack by 100% for like half a minute I don't know the 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 cleric Deva power is pretty nice that 50% heal 50% mana back um, I'm happy yeah, well, yeah, that I've, is actually pretty cool. Yeah, you can pound that sucker a couple of times and boom, you're ready to keep going. And yeah, in terms of downtime, there is very, very, very little downtime as a cleric. And that is even when you are doing a lot of solo grinding. I've been grinding mobs that are two levels higher than me, steady, and I have no problems. I just got to every, you know, maybe fifth or sixth, maybe sit down to get my mana back. And even then, I don't necessarily have to. I could probably keep going because my health is full. So, yeah. Um, in terms of questing now, we've we've been... Rick and I have been doing the Asmodians. I did some of the Elias, Elias with my Ranger. However, I haven't gotten to nearly the same level. I'm waiting until the, the server transfers open up before I start playing her again. But, right. um, but you, Joe, have been doing the Elias. Now, in terms of the questing and whatnot, again, my, my experience is limited because I haven't even crap uh, gone over the, the the level 20 cap yet but i've been finding that it's some of the quests are downright bizarre <laughs> some of the quests are yeah. very in depth but there's some there's some that really stand out in my mind so i'm gonna take a, a stab here first and then you guys can go through yours um one of the more interesting not necessarily my favorite but one of the more interesting quests i think for the asmodians is when you have to fight stalks of corn Corn, people, corn. <laughs> Get me a freaking hot plate and I'll pop that bastard because you're literally fighting Buddy. corn. Okay. Just wait, just wait until you get to this other zone. It's a level 20, uh, 21 plus zone and you get to fight undead corn. Oh my God. See, <laughs> it, it just is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know what the hell is up with Korean mentality. Dude, that it's, it's fucking awesome. Fighting corn, corn makes sense. And the leaves are all red. That's like with the Elias yeah. in the lower uh, quest as well, before you ascend, you fight mushrooms. I got killed Sentient. by a Sentient little mushroom. mushroom once, and it was the most embarrassing gaming thing I've done in years. Did, but did you yeah. notice that the big mushrooms look like male genitalia? Like the yes. big ones? Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, but they anyway, look like so. Fancy penis. Oh, my God. So, we've got the, 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 the corn. Yay for corn. Um, that was one of the more interesting ones. One of the problems that I've been having with quests is that the quests, and I mentioned this last week, the quests that are supposed to feel epic, the ones that have the cutscenes and the ones that are, that, you know, you get that feeling when you're in it that this is going to be a lot more than, than what you're anticipating, are typically a letdown just because they are so easy. And so I, I'm not quite as thrilled with, with those kind of things. Like the, all of the, the, the quests in the, oh shit, what's that zone? The zone right outside of the... Alfgard, where you go in and you got to fight the lethargists or whatever, 
Anyways, the the Lefertus people. Okay, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. That little lake area and whatnot. There's several quests there. That you, yeah, you know, it's supposed to be made into this big deal, especially with that that uncle. I think it's an uncle, right? That you help yep. get onto the boat, and it's you think. Okay, well, this is going to be an escort quest, kind of like WoW, where you can expect to be attacked all the fucking time. And yet you walk up to the boat, you click the boat, and then he walks off and makes it seem as if it was a huge deal. And part of the cutscene has you standing there with dead bodies all around you. And yet all you did was kind of walk up and click the boat. So it really is a letdown in that regard. I kind of agree. I mean, if you want those crazy ass kind of escort things, trust me. Even in that same zone, you're gonna run into them. But um, I don't know that 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 whole area was more of a. If you were the only person on the server, which happened to me for a while, because I would just go there at weird hours of the day, and um, it was hell on wheels, man. It was a thousand Lefertus people scouting. You know, I mean, spawning constantly and just jumping all over the place. And then it's funny because you'll get one down to low health. He'll run off, aggro five, and then come at yeah, you. And yeah. they're really – the heal, man, you can heal yourself through most of it. But it's just like it got to the point where I was spending more time pushing my heal button than my kill them button. And, you know, that was it, man. I was, I was done. And that happened so many times. And see, I found that a lot as well with the, the area with the – what are those bastards called? On the flip side of that little zone, you have all of the Mumu village ones. Where, oh, with the, with the mouth? Yeah, see, I was finding that zone to be a pain in the ass simply because a lot of the drops were very, very slow. Like the, the what was it? It was the hairpins and the belts. You can get the hairpins fairly easy, but those freaking belts, it, I don't know what is holding these Mumu's belt or pants up because it <laughs> sure as shit ain't a belt. I don't know if they've got strong duct tape there or something because there was no belts. Nobody was wearing a goddamn belt, so it took forever to complete that quest. And I found the same thing with some of the other zones where they really have to do something about the drop rates for those quests that require a drop because it's ridiculous. It takes you far, far too long. So what are some of the quests that you've actually been enjoying? Uh, honestly, all the quests are, are pretty much the same on the Elio side. It's pretty much lather, rinse, repeat until you get uh, past the, the first three areas. Um, my The most fun or most interesting one I've had is one where I had to take a quest from a, a freaking scarecrow. Um, a scarecrow that was raised to sentience by the farm owner. Uh, the farm yes, owner. I remember that. I mean, the farm was overrun by like, uh, you know, rogues and, and separatists and stuff like that. But I mean, seriously, a talking fucking scarecrow? What the fuck am I, Dorothy? I mean, do I have ruby slippers? Am I going down the yellow brick road? What the fuck? Why the hell am I talking to a goddamn scarecrow? There are people 30 feet away. They give me one quest. The scarecrow gives me four. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, I spend. My character spent more time talking to a straw man on a stick than the badass warrior 20 feet away. I don't get it. Well, that and with the Elios, I found that, again, prior to the Ascension, they relied on the tree ants mentality, which we've seen in far too many RPGs. Yes. That... I really wish they'd come up with something different instead of, again, tree ants. We've seen it. We've done it. We've enough, enough with the trees. Find something more original. So that's why I found that some of the quests for the Elias were lacking and were not quite as imaginative. Yeah. So I don't know. So you're actually, you've obviously ascended. You're level what now in your cleric? About to hit 13. I'm like one bubble away from 13. Right. 
So what are some of the quests that you've been enjoying? What zones? Honestly, I really like the uh, the fort, the the citadel right after your ascension. Uh, the level 10, I can't remember the name of the fort right now. But I just think it's cool because it's your introduction to essentially city life. You come back from Sanctuary and uh, you, you teleport down and you start getting all these little quests. But I mean, you, you fly up and you take a look and it's just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, you can see for you know miles essentially and you have all this cool wildlife and plant life and it's just very pretty um the depth of the quests aren't really there as far as i'm concerned i'm a little bored with just the quests themselves but the zone itself is pretty and it kind of makes up for it because it's like i still want to go kill things and and go exploring but it's pretty you know it's, it's got me it's like i'm like a child i will freely admit this give me a bit of string or something shiny and i'm happy for hours <laughs> so you give me a zone that's that's going to keep me entertained just by being pretty and flashy and shiny, and I'm good to go. Or beer, yes. I, I'm, I'm partial to beer as well. <laughs> All right. Rike, what have you been finding? You've gotten a little yeah. bit higher than us. You know what's funny is that you guys are mentioning all the, like, the crap quests and whatnot, but um, I'll be honest. I There's actually only a few quests that I don't like. I mean, it, it's funny. It mirrors almost exactly the ones that you said. Yeah, the kind of like bullcrap ones or like the menus dock and all that stuff, but um, – once again, I think this is I, – I don't want to say it's a mistake, but I want to see – I want to say that they've delivered the reward a little bit too late, you know, because the quest that you find at, you know, in, in the level 20-plus area specifically and right there at the very end, you know, when you actually hit 20, um, they're just – they're badass. I mean there's no other way to say it. I, at least I think they're they're amazing, you know. I mean – well, I'll just go into example. Uh, you mentioned that there was a scarecrow. If you go into this one zone, I can't pronounce it. I think it's called like Brustoheim or something like that. It's um, your alternate zone because you'll go from level 20. It'll send you to go, if you're an Asmodian, to Morheim, which is massive. It's your first taste of rifts, and there's no channels. It's a zone where PvP, where you know Elios can come invade and, and back and forth. And there's a lot of amazing quests there because in that zone is um, – all these different cities that were all ruined and have to do with lore and whatnot, but uh, as well, there's also the the this execution site in this massive desert place. It's this huge tablet in this you know where they uh, found uh, the first Elios that came through and they basically executed him and killed him there. And this the whole place is totally incredible. But I digress. Going back to to Brustahim, it's a zone that was this beautiful massive metropolis and it's been decimated. It's been like hit by the plague. You know, there's tons of undead all over the place. And this undead isn't your World of Warcraft undead, okay? This isn't your dad's undead. These things look gross. I mean, they look fucking horrible. They have, like, flesh hanging off their bodies. They look like a real person if a real person were to have been mutilated and then reanimated. It's very, very cool stuff. Very dark. Like, you know, your typical, you're looking at the grudge, you know, kind of like nasty, horrible, very gory kind of, you know, environment. So it's very visceral in, in showing you that. And there's actually a scarecrow there that was risen to ascension, just, you know, risen to ascension, risen to sentience, like the one in the Elios that Joe was talking about, only they've apparently taken his head or whatnot. So he asks you to find him a head. And just so happens the head that you get him is an actual skull of a person. And the second you put it on him, he starts screaming, reliving the last memories of the person's skull who died. And it's just the coolest cutscene I've ever seen in an MMO. But, you know, I just thought that was insane. That was very cool. I would love to, to – I can't wait to do that one again. But uh, that's that's right now currently my favorite – my favorite quest so far. 
Okay, just to explain here for the people who are not with us live, Rick just ruined a really nice quest for especially Sammy here, who's a little bit disappointed that this quest was ruined. Now, the show will have spoilers. That's been made clear throughout the the, the few episodes that, yes, it will be spoilers. However, we're going to try from now on maybe not to have, you know, spoilers for games that were just released or maybe not that much kind of thing. You know, maybe lead up to it. And and yeah. So listen, listen. Okay. For those of us who haven't gotten to there yet. So yeah, that's a I I think you you, that was a a nice spoiler there. That's yeah. Sammy. that quest i did that quest like a month ago in the fucking beta how could he say that it was a spoiler what server are you on sam what rate what, what faction are you playing no that okay. was let's be honest that was a spoiler without a doubt and that, not that i have yes. anything against spoilers but that was a, you weren't spoiling like the the corn attacking you like i did that's a minor spoiler when you try to loot the corn it's going to attack you that's minor but what you just spoiled no Big time, big time. <laughs> yeah, 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 but it so was So Sammy, it? he owes you for like a, what, a month of play, I guess, something like that. Yeah. All right, anyways, <laughs> we're going to move on from there anyways and jump into the part of the show, which is about our work and what we do. Now, for the first episode, you got to hear me read part of my fan fiction. And then for the second one, you got to hear Joe's, which was fantastic. Uh, I know I told Joe, but uh, it it is worth noting that it was really, really well done and I enjoyed it. So this week, we're going to move on to Enrique, who actually has been a little bit inspired to write, having heard ours. And his is Ion Base, which is perfect to go along with what we're doing this episode. Every story has a beginning. Some tales are humble and easy on the ears, something uneventful and anecdotal that helps to pass the time, perhaps a song sung in the background while brews are swallowed and a warm hearth melts away the cold. Other tales, however, stir the soul. They set our spirits ablaze with hellfire and captivate the mind. Their details are regaled with awe in hushed tones in silent rooms so enraptured that you can almost hear a single heartbeat. This is one of those tales. I share with you now the tragic story of a man named Zam, and the hellish nightmare he braved to bring his own flesh and blood back from the abyss. Part 1. A Family Portrait It had been so long since the cataclysm sundered the world of Atreya, his world, and yet the memories of that day still rang true like the sound of a good hammer striking hot iron, and so thought Zam as he worked meticulously on a shield repair for Kinterun. His age beguiled the strength and expertise in this retired Templar. Technically, Adeva's tour of duty to their people is endless, but after so many years of loyal and exemplary service, Zam had earned quite a few liberties. A full beard trimmed just short of his chest was streaked with white amidst the gray. Scars from countless battles against the Draconic Menace and the traitorous Elios alike marred his face. Still, beneath it all, two emerald eyes were clear and keen, and gave promise of a master in the art of war. Your work truly still is the thing of legend, Zam. Kinterun slapped his friend's shoulder, stirring Zam from his reverie. It's not an overly difficult task. Is there anything else around here that needs doing, or am I free from embarrassing these wet new feathers with their tinker toys? The two Davas shared a hearty laugh that rose above the din of the furnace forge. All the novices in the room knew of Zam's work, and so took no offense in being told the truth. Anything less than his master craftsmanship really was just a toy. It was even rumored that he had crafted armor for Lord Asfel himself. Suddenly serious, 
Kinteron began to escort his comrade to the exit. Perhaps it's time you find yourself a good woman, yes? It's been far too long since I last saw you take a break from your demons. The lesson learned that day as a people we can never forget, but the nightmares are best left forgotten. Zam simply grunted and nodded his head as always, leaving Kinteron at the door to his forge, waving away his old friend with a look of quiet acceptance in his eyes. As Zam left the great smith, a young deva, a blacksmith as a human, and recently ascended, approached Kinteron. Why is such an amazing artisan of the flame so cold? Kinteron bowed his head slightly and let his gaze fall upon the ceramic floor. Young Deva, have you heard of a place called Brustonin? Zam had a woman to keep his bed warm at night and to raise his spirits, and she had been lost to him for several years. It was still an odd thing to be widowed as a Deva, but Zam could not deny the love he had for his two wonderful daughters, Aurelise and Aresia. The twins had a fair complexion by Asmodian standards, with surprisingly golden and beautiful hair. The biggest distinction between the two was their stature. Aurelise was the eldest and had a frame of a warrior queen, an accomplished assassin enlisted in a prestigious legion that had begun to form a name for itself in the remote lands of Morheim for their efficiency and brutality in combat. Aurelia was the youngest, and that by only a few hours. She was much less aggressive, shorter, and gentler. It suited her well that Aurasia had been accepted as a priestess of Ion, and spent most of her days either attending new devas that arrived in Pandemonium, or traveling to Altgard and carrying out Lord Machutin's teachings. Zam owed a great deal to Gintaron, because it was he who saved the lives of his children. Zam's family hailed from a land named Brustonin. It was a fertile and wonderful place, and close to the Tower of Eternity. That was, of course, until the Balor came. Several mighty legions of Asmodians battled for ages over the region, and the ramifications of their strife were widespread. Rustonin was struck harder than the rest of Asmode during the Great Cataclysm, and almost every living soul in the region was obliterated. So much death prior to the discovery of obelisks had made the land swell with undead, human and deva alike. There is little in this world that can match the horror of a deva whose body has been ravaged and mutilated, and yet whose spirit cannot escape the shell and swim freely again in the flow of aether. Spectres and fiends lurk in and around ruins as zombified laborers aimlessly wander the now blight-stricken fields for all eternity. The origins of the plague that afflicts Brustonin is still unknown. Some blame the Balor, whose presence is almost completely non-existence now. Yet others claim the land is cursed. Some say that the source of the blight is the Ilios refugees that have camped in the southern area of the region. To Zam, the cause is unimportant. There is nothing left for him in Brustonin but agony and nightmares. One evening, Zam had returned from a trip to Pandemonium to aid his friend Kinterun with new alloy he had personally tested, merging titanium and orichalcum ore together. It had proven to be the most incredibly strong substance either had ever seen, more so than that of the Hide of the Dragon Lords themselves. Kinteron had decided on a whim to come back with Zam as to meet his two infant nieces for the first time, and to pay respects to Valeria for taking her husband away when the children were so young. There were guards present at the entrance to their farm. These were dire times, as news of undead spreading just north of Zam's home was growing more and more urgent. He opened the front door and dropped his shield and mace on the hardwood floor. Bile retched up from his gut and spilled over his then clean-shaven chin. Valeria was standing in the hallway before the nursery, half-caked in blood with her eyes wild and glowing bright red. 
She let out a wail of sorrow and staggered towards her husband. What's happening to me, Zam? Please help me, please! Her voice turned from honey to brimstone as she lurched up his chest and tore at the breastplate. Instinct and training took over as Zam kicked away this abomination that his love had become. Full of pus and disease, limbs tore off and her bowels splayed open in a violent display. She stood again and lunged at Zam. He placed his hands up, trying to catch her by the shoulder, trying to see if there was anything left of his Valeria. But his armored fist skewed right through her chest, and as her head lopped off and fell to the floor weeping, black ichor and small bits of rotting meat drizzled his neck. Kinteron had burst through the door in seconds and recoiled at the sight. He ran to the nursery and spirited the babes away, back towards the dock, bellowing orders at the guards. They entered and hefted Zam's paralyzed body by the arms, carrying their charge to safety as a wave of undead plowed into the farmhouse. Zam's eyes turned downward as he walked through the busy temple of artisans, shouldering past a multitude of vendors, hawking their wares, all claiming to be the best deal in town. His daughters were his lifeblood, and blessed a shadow for they were spared knowledge of their mother's fate. With that, Zam pressed through the door of his home near the Albapine Tavern and turned in for the night. And that's going to wrap up the show for this evening. I hope you enjoyed it. I'd like to thank Joan and Enrique for coming back for continued abuse, as well as our live studio regulars who joined us on Ustream. You guys rule. I'd like to thank Manelli Jamal for his astonishing guitar pieces, which are sprinkled throughout the show. You can find him at ManelliJamal.com. If you have any questions, comments, or submissions, send them to ForTheLoreGmail.com. If you'd like to help out with a kindly donation, there are links at the bottom of each show notes that are at ForTheLore.com, and trust me, any amount is appreciated. What's also appreciated are reviews on iTunes. Very cool stuff. If you enjoy the show, please leave us one. We love reading them. Don't forget that we're now on a weekly schedule, which means leave your calendars open Monday night starting at 6.45 p.m. Eastern Time for Ranting, Rage, and me, Raj. And those other two fucknuts. Take care. We'll talk to you next week. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. Wow, we're on time. It's 645. Holy crap. But I'm the only person in here, so hooray for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kermy. It's Kermy. Shatastical. Oh, hey, by the way, I totally preempted because I wanted to to be better than and faster than Roger, so I deleted my Asmodian on freaking Asphalt and I made an Elios and I'm like a level 12 gladiator Elios <laughs> on that server. That's because you got no goddamn life. All you're doing is playing in a leveling and Missy won't level let you level the other characters. This is somewhat true, you know? There, but, there's no somewhat. I have well, plenty of life. I, I wake up with with the sweats at three in the morning. I think to myself, "Man, I gotta get on, I gotta get on Joe's server and try to see if I can catch up to him." Oh, crap! There's people. <laughs> Congratulations, you officially suck at time. Listen. Okay, I got nothing. Christ's sake, freaking. Well, Roger, let's be honest. You have enough wine in you. Do you really care about the cold? Can I go on a rage in the beginning when we talk about my shit house that I'm rebuilding? You know, if it's if all we're going to be talking about is short and fast, we can get uh, Misty on and she can bitch for a while too. 
Nah, she's watching the kids right now. She can't bitch. She hasn't been she hasn't been in there sweating. She's been doing all the administrative stuff. Right over his head. He really just didn't pick up on that. Yeah. No. Yeah, what? Yeah, he did. <laughs> what? You know what? Screw you guys. I don't want this podcast. Roger, you know what you know what the you know what the worst part about that is? I'm the unmarried guy of the team and I got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's right taking shots in my manhood and my virility i hope you're all very fucking proud of yourselves damn right oh, uh, we yeah. know you're not <sighs> rick is bitching and moaning but it will get better Bullshit, man. I'd, if I was on the raft, afraid of getting eaten by a shark, let alone fucking getting knifed. Are you kidding me? You know? <laughs> I had to compete with the Haitians. I gotta go to a little Haitian boat and be like, hey, do you have any candy? No. How about any fresh water shade? <laughs> For fuck's sakes. <laughs> he was probably driven over in a Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that ain't funny, but you know, there's a car dealership that has that exact same boat comfort. Not too far from where I live. Haha, <laughs> you deserve it. You bastard with more money than me having better computers. <laughs> I'm sorry, fuck you, you and your $900 computer graphics card. I can still play the game. <laughs> who, who the hell? I'm assuming that was Rick. <laughs> What? What I do? <laughs> hey, I'm live! <laughs> hey, bullshit! I had the mic muted. I guess I yelled way too loud. That was loud, dude. My bad. You made your people proud on that one. You no. beat the mute. Congratulations! Wow, that was impressive. That's some loud ass shit there, man. Well, you know, the wife is in the room with the girls, and she's all like, you holler when you're live, so I know not to let them escape. Like, that's all right. that's so freaking loud hollering, though. My God. That wasn't a holler. That was like me looking over my shoulder and bellowing down the hallway. Screaming is a different story. I'm going to I'm gonna go with Sam to a Dolphins game one day, and then you guys are going to hear the horror stories of me screaming. Christ almighty. And not because he's not gentle, you know. It's not because he doesn't lube. <laughs> There's always time for lubricant, right, Sammy? At least time for spit. Need to shower, rising. It'll only get better. Yeah, no, you can, you can scrub yourself all you want. You ain't getting this filth off. Finally, I got rid of the bastards. Now it's just me and you. <laughs> I am so splicing in hammer time for the podcast there. You totally Do need it. to. Do it. My rage should always be accompanied by music. Yep. It's going to be fantastic. Epic. Legend, wait for it, Dairy. <laughs> so it always feels because we don't actually end the show, really somewhat anticlimactic. I, I see. I know how misty must feel every night. I just. You know oh, what? You are such a oh, motherfucker. I. Oh my god, you're lucky. There's like dozens of people. Oh, wait, 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> is this, is this just, is this bite back? Or are you just mad at me because I'm in a nice warm weather for one, I'm higher level than you for two, and because I spoiled the stupid thing for Sammy? Are you just mad because I spoiled it for Sammy? We're mad on Sammy's behalf. We are very mad on Sammy's behalf. In fact, we're somewhat in, in fact, I think this deserves a one episode ban. You're banned from the next episode. Banned, I say! I'll still crash it. Don't even bother showing up. 
I'll get on Skype, I'll just call and I'll spam call into your little conference thing next week. Watch, man. You can't get rid of me. Like, pass me up. Could run it all. I don't mean if there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook when my DJ revolves it. Ice, ice, ice.